0: It was Friday, October 20th, 2023, another very special interview coming up for you here on Mostly Superheroes, meeting all sorts of fun people lately. We had in the studio Mr. Daniel James Drake, pancake artist, musical artist, game creator. Can't wait for you guys to hear the full interview, Dan's incredible story, and everything he has going on. Before we do it, I did want to let all of you know, we're getting back to the program as we approach the end of the year, a couple big episodes coming up. Get ready for what you watchins, what you share really. News and rumors, fan mail. It's stacked up and we're ready to catch up with all of you. And we're leading up to a big episode uh, as well as a big finale for our, uh, our annual best of 2023. It's going to be so fun. Um, plenty going on. Until then, enjoy this nice sit down with Daniel and myself. Enjoy the show. We'll see you guys soon. Daniel James Drake, a pod, a, I almost said a podcast artist, which you are now, I guess so. A, a pancake artist, which is how we meet. We'll, we'll talk all about it. A game creator, a uh-huh. musician, uh-huh. Um, and honestly, just a really exciting life from doing a lot of research and reading about you. And again. I can't wait to just open up how we meet. I just want to say, first of all, welcome to the studio in St. Louis, Missouri, our humble abode here with mostly superheroes, ladies and gentlemen, and everybody beyond and in between, Mr. Daniel James Drake. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, how you doing? I'll be here all week, or at least for the rest of an hour or so. (laughs) As long as this goes. (laughs) As long as this goes. And you even got an audience. You know, we bring in the audience. Uh Do you feel like you're in the live recording studio? Yeah, yeah.
1: Inside the actor's studio. Welcome, thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Holy
0: cow! Like, I love how this happened. Can I just say that? Like, this yeah. is one of those like meet cutes <laughs> that turns into oh, we kind of do some fun stuff back and forth on social. You're like, oh, I don't know, it's it's going somewhere, and all of a sudden we're here. You are like uh-huh. transport forward several weeks, and we're talking to each other. We had a nice little pre-conversation before in the patron pre-show. We always want to push that. You guys want to hear some behind-the-scenes stuff that me and I'm gonna say Daniel. Do you yep. go by Daniel? Do I call you Daniel?
1: Daniel, Dan. Usually, more often than not, people just call me Dan. Dan. Um, but you can call me Daniel too. I answer to them both. I'm not picky.
0: I'll stick. We'll see. Now it'll be what comes out. Now that yeah. I know, it'll be like, oh, you know what? I'm I'm coming to Dan, and Dan and I had a great pre-show conversation. You can of course go check that out at mostlysuperheroes.com forward slash support. And Dan, so glad that you're in here. You've brought gifts, and we have a lot to cover. But Indeed. I really want to just get to know you. Sure. We're talking about what mostly superheroes is to us. like so I was just kind of giving you a little background. Um, but lately we've discovered it's about talking to cool people. Um, and you definitely fell into this uh, category whenever Carrie and I went to brunch. No, there's no uh, uh, secret to our fans and people that follow us online. We love a good brunch. St. Louis has some of the best brunch, I think, in the country. Um, it's really spectacular. Eat, uh, the Crow's Nest in Maplewood a few years ago opened up a side a uh, bar, restaurant called Eat Crow in Soulard. We talk up Soulard all the time here. Mardi Gras, we love it. Uh-huh. And this is where we met. Yeah, We're sitting there, we're eating, and up on a screen behind me, I see the joy of pancakes. Man, and I see you throwing down on a <laughs> pancake griddle <laughs> colors in tubes of different different color batter and pancake and i mean you think okay let's see what this guy's got he's got the works i've pulled up some of your work here of course that people can just kind of enjoy on your tiktok i mean you guys are looking awesome you you and your partner wella uh, are are behind the joy of pancakes i thought that'd be a great point to drop in since it's where we Mm -hmm. met tell us about the joy of pancakes your history with Uh, making this pancake art. I've seen you featured on the Today Show, many other big publications, read about you in the Riverfront Times, uh, uh, recently read about you in Feast. Um, Talk to us about the joy of pancakes just to get the combo going and where you started and where it's at now and what you and Well are up to.
1: Awesome, yeah. Um, I'll see if I can... uh... Because it's a lot. There's, there's a lot of there's a lot of context. Um, yeah, a lot of context the, the Joy, to it. The Joy of Pancakes is is we founded it at like our first event was at the beginning of this year. So the Joy of Pancakes is a pretty new venture, um, and this it came as a, this wouldn't have happened um, if not for all the stuff that came before. So way back in um, 2013, uh, I went viral for making a Mario Mushroom pancake at Courtesy Diner on South Kings Highway. Wow! Um, rip. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. I mean, you were working there. That was your side gig. You're cooking. You're making food, and you start to make some pancakes for fun for for to get some tips. Yeah, yeah. Like, essentially, that's
1: basically, uh, folks on the morning shift would do Mickey Mouse ears. I'd never, I'd never been a cook until I was working there, and so like it just kind of put off a little light bulb of like, oh, it doesn't have to be a circle. And so I started to do smiley faces. First time I ever served a smiley face, a gentleman gave me a fifteen dollar tip. I thought, wow, that's amazing. I should keep doing that, and I kept doing it. And for several years, it was just this obscure, goofy parlor trick that I was I was investing time in because it occasionally got me a bigger tip. Um, back and forth with some of the other staff, I learned how to do uh, like layering and what what I call heat toning, where you do like line art and wait for it to cook. And then fill in behind it, and you ha- then have contrast, so you can like draw things in one integrated pancake rather than being. The- My first pancake was stacks; it was like I was like Mr. Potato Head style. Um, but once I learned heat toning, um, I got a little more creative. Started. To- I really like the idea of serving video game power ups to folks on the morning shift because it's just fun, right? Like yeah. I-, I like I like clever Le- things. Leveling up. And I, and I like things that are like double on time. You know, just the idea that like you can come in, you're about to start your day, and you get an extra life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like ah, cool. Go and ask your boss for that raise because you had a power up mushroom. Just it's just a fun little thought. Um, so that was one of my favorite ones. Uh, and you mentioned going
0: viral. I'll tell you no one wants no no one loves a good story like a good going viral story. Yeah. And it's something that so many people like think about, like, oh I post a video. You know, there's always uh-huh. this like this kind of story of like going to bed the next day. I don't know, share your experience yeah. maybe.
1: Um so uh there was there's a gentleman who would come into the diner on graveyard shifts after he worked his valet. He was also an acrobat. I knew him from like the burlesque community. He knew I did this, he asked me one night, he was like, Make me your finest dan cake that's people called him dan because i'm dan so they called him dan cakes awesome and um and so i did and he took pictures of the process posted it on facebook and a bunch of my friends liked it they thought it was really cute i'm making a silly face um there's a there's the, the mario mushroom looked really nice etc cetera, etc cetera. um that's for seven months nothing came of that and then somebody else saw it posted it to reddit on the st louis subreddit yeah there's the image there um and uh and then it blew up just like i started and it was it was i woke up so I, I woke up one morning and checked my phone and i just had a bunch of text messages from all my like nerdiest most online friends being like dude you're you're on the front page of reddit like oh my god and i'm like what what are you saying to me and <laughs> and and it's very surreal cuz it's like there's it's really exciting but it's also kind of like I found it stressful. It was it was this sort of moment of like, what does that even mean? Mm. Um, it's not like it's not like you immediately get a check or something like that. You all know, right. it's just like everybody's found out about you and it's cool and there's a story and there's media being interested in this and all that kind of stuff. Um, but like, I still have to go to my shift. You know, I yeah. There's a st- very
0: much a what now?
1: Yeah, yeah. I just kind of well, I guess I'm. Still a fry cook, so <laughs>
0: <laughs> back to city, back to courtesy back diner, to courtesy diner. Uh, Shout out courtesy diner, always throwing down though. Oh, ovens. absolutely, and, and they
1: the they were they were good to me at least um, oh. in the in the in the coming months where things started to get a little crazier. Um, <laughs> sure, right, like things are about to change. Yeah, uh, so it went so it went viral, and for a couple of weeks it was just like this weird. Lots of people in the city would come through, and like I got busier on my shifts, um, which was stressful. Um, and and then I can't remember exactly how it went down, but essentially, I had maybe like a couple of weeks or months before this happened. I, I had, people had been recommending me for years to make like a Facebook fan page or something like that and I just hadn't. And I just was like, screw it, I'll do this. And then a couple months later I go viral and be, it's because I had done that Facebook fan page, people in that original viral Reddit thread were able to find that Facebook fan page. That's where the traffic's going now. I had a bunch of other, I had people started to follow it and I had other pieces that I'd made and I'd posted just pictures of it. Because of that, um, Riverfront Times did a listicle, you know, where they're just like, here's the 25 coolest pancakes by Dr. Dan the Pancake Man. And that's, you know, nice. a nice nickname and everything. And then a BuzzFeed person stole that because that's the internet, right? Like, yeah, let's sure. just go ahead and take that listicle, put it on BuzzFeed. Yep. And then an intern at the Today Show saw that. And it was uh, I was viscerally remember I was working a morning shift I was cooking my phone started to ring you can't have your phone on the line you know so you have to go down to the end of the end of the counter and and take the call and I take it out and it's a New York area code and I'm like that's weird and I answer it and the guy on the other line is, I'm like hello and he's like hi is this Doctor Dan the Pancake Man <laughs> and Oh like, my God I was like uh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes uh, he was a producer for the Today Show and he asked me. Um, if I'd be interested on in being in the show two days from then, and if fast, uh, it happened very, very, very fast, um, if I'd be interested in be on the show in two days and if I could do the host's faces as pancakes. oh my And that God. was something I'd never done before. So I spent the rest of that shift trying to nail <laughs> Al Roker. Holy you cow. <laughs> this it is was... a crazy story. Like I got to practice Al Roker's face right yeah. now. <laughs> well, and also at this time, and you can see it in this photo. I was not using bottles or tips. No, you know? this is literally I was using, pancake batter. This I was is just using like, a drip cut. That that thing that they put it like the it's the big version of what they put the syrup in at IHOP. That's all you got. You got that's big globs. Kept, that's what we kept our, our our pancake batter in, and so that's it's very it's heavy. Yeah, and like it's got a thumb lever, and it's not very good to draw with. But that's what I was using. That's what I knew. Mm-hmm. Um, so I figured out Al Roker's face. I sent them pictures. They told me they loved it, and they bought me tickets. Um, me and they they my, sent you out there. They sent me out there. I Well, I had to get my shift covered because my, my uh, manager was like, ah, I'm the only one that could cover it. And so I had to call the owner's son and be like, could you talk to this guy?
0: That's the real life part of the story that you're like, you know, I got to get my shift covered to go to, <laughs> yeah. to go be on the Today Show. Well,
1: right. And, and I was like, I was really like, it was an opportunity for me, but it was also, I was going to wear the Courtesy Diner shirt on the show, you know, like, why not? Um, so it was just annoying that I had to like fight with my manager about that. But anyway, <laughs> that, was, that was a better,
0: b- of course though, th- you don't know how, that's like the most, like people need to hear that. Like that's like, yeah. people are, that's like the most relatable thing about all this is like picturing the real life moment of like, out, like I'm going to be on the today show and I'm fighting to get this shift covered.
1: <laughs> right. But, right.
0: so you're, you get the flight, you and, uh, uh, so I, have-
1: I'm, asked for a plus one and I, um, my, my best friend at the time, Hank goes with me and it's this crazy you know we we first off everybody on my facebook is losing their minds (laughs) because they're like dude i've been coming and getting pancakes from you for years and you're going to the today you know like it's it's really exciting yes very um and so we travel out to new york they put us up in uh it's like across the street from uh, Rockefeller Plaza. I can't remember the name of the hotel, but um they give us room service and, and uh the show's really early in the morning so like we have to wake up at like four AM to go check in and mix batter and all that kinda of make sure they have like the right griddle because we don't have any of the stuff that we need, right? Like oh my God. at this point in my life It's so new. I have a flight case Holy and I God. have equipment that I've sourced and I know how to like show up and but this is literally the first time I've ever done it. So it's just like okay, I'm gonna bring some pancake batter and a drip cut and one of those big metal spatulas and Now you have to get me a griddle.
0: Oh my God. You know what I mean? This is insane. Like what, what an experience. It feels so like dark mirror almost like where it's like, (laughs) you're going to be on the today show right now. Do Uh you you have everything you need? You don't. Okay. We'll help you get the rest. Yeah. And you're about to do this live on television. That's right. And it's all,
1: and it's also like, it's, it's the, the griddle we ended up having, you know, I'd never used it before. And like, I've learned since then that like different griddles have work wildly differently. Yeah. I'm very lucky that the one that they got us managed to work. Okay. Um. Cause I'd been using this gigantic stainless steel, you know, flat top
0: that thing. You're changing like major Uh parts of the puzzle,
1: right? Right, and and I pulled it off. Um, when we actually went on and like it was, it was very like you can't see it in the broadcast, but I am shaking the whole time. Nervous. It's very well. Yeah, you know, of like, course. It, like it's nerves. So, are. It's so fast paced, and they're talking to you, and they're asking you to make these designs. They were bringing in requests from Twitter. Oh God! And um, like doing like Thanksgiving things, and I was there for most of the duration. They would cut to me. They kept cutting to me while I was working. Um, Willie Geist was the one who interviewed me, and he opened the interview by by announcing I was the most famous fry cook in the world, which oh. was kind of a cool little like put that in my, my resume, you know. <laughs> um, and, uh, and yeah, like. And
0: the hype is around, like, tell us about pancake art. Like, this is like, is this like a, it's like, it's new to me v- via you. Like, so, talk about it broadly, I guess, because there's obviously, like, something here.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and s- there were a couple of people, there was at least one guy that I know of who was doing something similar to what I do now. Mm-hmm. Um, he called himself Pancake Dad, and he had a Tumblr blog where he would just make these, like, colored elaborate pancake creations for his daughter and like he, he used like toothpicks to make sculptures and all that kind of stuff um but aside from that i don't i didn't know of anybody or anyone that had done this for real and um so ever since then I, I you know nobody's ever called me on it but i i after the today show thing happened and i started to like perform for events and stuff i was like well i guess i'm the first professional pancake artist in yes, the world right is, Wild. Oh yeah, um, like what
0: and like it's definitely like one of the first ones that are just like I mean, skyrocket from there. I mean, right? Like you guys did like a press you ended up doing like tours, live events, you you're doing like other press stuff. You, yeah, you're it bouncing wasn't, around. It wasn't
1: exactly skyrocketing. Okay, how'd um, it feel? Yeah. So after we got back from the Today Show, it was kind of a question of what now? You know, mm-hmm. like like there's this moment of virality, this this wave and then it recedes and then you're just like, Okay, well I've I've got this accolade. I've been on the Today show and um what do you do with that? And so my friend Hank and I, um, we started a company, um, and we started doing viral videos. We called the company Dan Cakes, named after me, Dan the Pancake Man. You know, it's a, and my last name's Drake. It just it's Drake. It, it works really well. Right. Uh, it's a good brand, and um, we so we found this company. We start making video content. We start making like our so our very first viral video that we made, rather than something that just went viral out of our control, was. Uh, we, i i did all 151 of the original pokemon in a single video oh wow and we did like a hyper fast time lapse of it and that we had like no followers on youtube and it got us like 250 thousand views holy shit um and you know it was all really exciting and then like you know over time you start to like now that we're doing this like for for about a year and a half i was still working at the diner while picking up these gigs and then it got to a point where i couldn't do them both yep um, and started to experiment with colors, different bottles, all that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, the next couple of years after, like momentum did start to pick up because we started putting energy into this viral online content. And that led to opportunities to be on other morning shows. I got a chance to go down to Brazil, be on an international morning show called Jorge MGa.
0: Yeah, You had a translator, right? Like, I had a
1: translator. It was very surreal. Um, that was the only time I've ever been out of the country by myself. Right. Um, I've I've toured around around the country, gone to, like, perform in bars and all that kind of stuff, but I've also been on, like... Um, I've worked for the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. I've worked for the, um, uh, the, I've been on Hell's Kitchen. I've, mm. I did a, a, press event for Katy Perry. I got to meet John Cena and like make pancakes for the Kids' Choice Awards. I, Jeez. I've, That's a list. Yeah, well, probably one of the biggest ones was we, we did a partnership with Disney for a while, and so there's this, they have an online content thing called Oh My Disney, and there's a bunch of pancake videos that I made of characters that we knocked out in one day, and they just posted over the course. We got a lot of followers from that.
0: Definitely, a lot, I mean, getting um, in the streams, like, you're getting in the main streams, I mean, yeah. you're almost like, you know, pancake, uh, boutique pancake
1: for the stars, almost, uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. stuff
0: like that, okay,
1: okay. And, and yeah, and so just, just started to build this brand, this reputation and opportunities would just keep coming in. And every now and then Hank would just hit me up and be like, Hey man, uh, you know, we, we got a call from, uh, the premier league or whatever, you know, like going and doing pancakes for the, the soccer folks. Um, and yeah, it, it was, it was definitely, um, it was really exciting and it worked really well for a while. Um, we did that. I was a part of that for, Seven or eight years. That and being Dan
0: Cakes. That being Dan. Cakes. You and your you and your buddy running the company, mm-hmm. and this this all leads somewhere, right? You guys it does an, an inevitable an, an inevitable breakup. The H one like.
1: behind the pancakes. This is it, yeah, right? Yeah. I
0: mean, for real, you know. And this is like as much as you want to share. This is personal. I want yeah. you to know, like I feel how personal this is. You share. This is a road that leads to joy of pancakes. However, right. we get there, you know how much as as much as you want to share.
1: So, the the gist of it so over the course of that progression we brought in other artists it seemed like a natural decision at the time now that i'm older i look back and 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 hank even said as much to me that like we had an argument about bringing other artists in i wanted more artists because i thought it was like well that's how you expand that's how you grow that's how you become capable more um and he felt like it was going to make it more complicated, and that it was better for us to focus on just. And honestly, looking back, I think he was right. I should have listened to him. Um, but um, he he relented, and we started to bring other artists in. Um, now, I was I've always been kind of like an idealist with regards to like economics and politics, and so I did not feel comfortable. Like, I guess. I never wanna feel like I'm screwing anybody for my benefit. Yeah. I never right. wanna feel Stand like you on somebody are, else's shoulders. that that you are doing labor that I am benefiting from more than you are. Right. That feels wrong to me. Taking someone I,
0: else's work and it's you I know
1: that it's kind of how things are done. That's that is capitalism. That is the whole point. Is it's like I've invested all this and created a thing. Now you come help me with this, but I get in, in exchange. I get a little more than you get for you. like that's that just feels icky to me. Yeah, um, it does
0: feel icky, and it, it, people know that feeling. Uh huh.
1: And um, and so and, and there's more to it than that. Sure. Um, I'm not sure how far into it I I feel comfortable going. That's but okay. The long the long story is that we brought other artists in over the course of several years. Those relationships frayed, and because of the way that we had structured the company, by that point. I was only a 25 percent owner of the brand Mm. and the uh, the other people that I was working with came to a point where they decided that they 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 felt that I was not. They didn't want to work with me anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have my own half of that, you know, like basically like my story, the way that I see it is that. Um, I started to have more of a backbone creatively and started to get this sense of like we would have these dumb arguments about like how content should be made or what the direction the brand should go in and like Mm. I really wanted to do things like a food truck and like like I, I have I'm a very ambitious person and I I see sometimes it's a it's oftentimes it's a fault like I see really awesome things in the future and then I have a hard time executing to get there but like I, I I had lots of ideas about where it should go and nobody else was on the same page with me about that stuff. And there would be there would be certain things that would cause bigger conflicts than others. There was also a lot of interpersonal drama, a lot of that due to my own um like I didn't re- it was so weird because it was like I feel like on some level the people I was working with expected me to be a leader, mm-hmm. but they also didn't they resented anything I did that seemed that way. Yeah. Um and, I, and it's
0: a delicate dance, you know, between all these things. Well, right? and, and, you guys are—it's a collaborative, creative group with a bunch of voices. We're all in this together. Yeah, but lot, like lot would egos. It's called Dan Cakes, and me and my partner started right. this a little bit, and it's getting—you know—you're getting in the weeds. I just—I want you to know everything you're saying. People know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, and it—it, it, um, in particular, I think one of the things that was was probably a really bad idea and confusing is that yeah, it's called Dan Cakes, and right. for several years. I, because I felt guilty that like, what, sometimes what would happen is like one of the other artists would make a piece of content and then it would get posted and then I would get the credit because my name is the brand It name. says Dan Cakes. It'd and... say Dan Cakes, the artist from St. Louis. It's just like a branding thing. It's a branding thing. And and so like there'd be these resentments. And so over time we kind of tried to lean away from me. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of that was was, I think, reasonable and then some of it i think was just things where i didn't have a spine i didn't there was a moment like i remember there was a moment where like cuz remember this all started as my personal social media yeah
0: and yeah and i'd, I'd also say like looking from the outside in I've, I've had a lot of exposure to creatives musicians business owners like personally like people and i just i see these things around you where I mean, it's, it's adding up for me, you know, it's, it's something that's new. It's in its infancy. It also has this spike and there's this mentality of let's get us all together and be in it together. I think that, you know, something we talked about even before we came in the studio, we were in the, you know, the green room and just kind of chatting. You said something about, you know, as a creative, you're also, you find your way through and you have to do it for years and repeat Uh the process and kind of get to like, what am I even doing within this specific medium? yeah from my own self um and whenever you are working with a bunch of people it was something that's young it can be very much like well i don't even know what that is yet yeah right and like it, and people are looking to you for it but it's also like well we're all owners in this we're trying to like yeah. we're trying Where to wait get off and we're trying to create something new together don't let you know not forgetting that so I, again i just want you to hear like i i you know it's easy to look back on ourselves and think uh-huh. and put ourselves even as like oh, i did this wrong i did this wrong you also were just on that journey at the time. Uh-huh. All of you were. Yeah. All of you absolutely. were. Absolutely.
1: Right. Well, and and the probably the biggest lesson I've learned from this whole thing is uh, boundaries mm. And, mm. and clarity of expectations and also that it is not, it's not a virtue to give power away because something that I've really learned is that, like, I I've, I'm, like, and I've I, like in the last couple of years, partially because so what eventually happens is sure. I get ousted from the company. Okay. Um, it, it's I guess technically it was voluntary, like I signed the paperwork and I didn't fight anybody, but I was put in the position to do that because they didn't want to work with me anymore. Right. And I probably could have fought, and I probably could have taken my name back. Right. Like, right. Like there's
0: a there's a namesake there's here. There's definitely
1: and... I definitely have a case, but I didn't want to do that. Like it it felt like a waste of my energy and, um. But the big thing that, I, that I, I took from it all was that, like, well, one that what I was going to say about power was that, like, I, I've, I think in the last couple of years, I've I've been formally diagnosed with ADHD. My mom has been diagnosed with autism and late in life, which is pretty rare. Um, and I I think I probably share a lot of those traits And uh, at the very least, there's one thing in particular that I've learned about called pathological demand avoidance, Mm. which is, like, this trait that a lot of autistic and ADHD people have where, like, it's it's almost like this sense of I need to figure this out for myself. And if you're going to interrupt me while I'm doing that, it freaks me. It, like, freaks out my nervous system. Right. And it makes me very, like... I panic and sometimes mm. it makes me angry. Mm. Um, it seems like narcissism. It seems like you can't criticize me, but it's it's really more of like this nervous system response to like having autonomy taken. Yeah. Um, and I think the reason I mention that is just because I think that has informed my politics and my, my approach to things is that like there's this sense of like one thing that goes hand in hand with PDA is also not wanting to impose that on anybody else. Mm-hmm. So it creates this weird sense of like, Okay, I hate when people use power over me or, or force me to do something, so why would I ever do that to anybody else? Right. And I've now learned that like that's not a virtue. That's a flaw. The mm-hmm. idea that giving away power will protect you or absolve you of responsibility, maybe, but it also it like when, that's the thing to have yep, power isn't right. to have control it's to have responsibility it's yep. to have the expectation that you will like people look to you to do things and because of the way that I I leaned into all these creative relationships as a means of just like ultimately what I was doing I think was it was manipulative it was low-key like I was trying to get needs met in an indirect way by saying here you own as much as I own so that I don't have to do more than you so right. that I'm not expected to be anything right. more than what I think I'm capable of
0: shared accountability. Try to do like right. this, like it's us, you know, type a- of thing. As
1: a means of absolving myself of mm. of being competent or anything like that, right? Yeah. And so, um, I now realize that it's that's honest.
0: it's honest. You know, it's an honest look. You're you're seeing the perspective from your own self and yeah. also the perception of the outside. Like I, there's like all like you said, like some people would call this narcissism. It's like yeah, do you, but that's that's the outside looking in. That's how it looks. That's how it. Well, and it it's it's like it's, you're it's, you're it's easy also, right? Defensive. It's, it's an easy label for anyone. This is we also too much. <laughs> we live in a culture too much of like want you to succeed but not not really you yeah, know yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. there's a little bit of like uh well especially whenever you get into competition and stuff so let's say Dan cakes what's the relationship now and what what was the break and how did you get to the joy of pancakes because I mean ma'am this seems like uh and how how recently was the the departure and what's the relationship like since you guys
1: you guys there... talking you guys not talking mm, it's uh well. I, and you don't have to answer that. I I'm I. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. I don't, don't want to put you in a um, spot. I really I, don't. I never feel like I'm putting in a spot. Like I, I always. This uh, isn't like the hot seat
0: or yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. Oh no. Yeah. This is it's mostly is superheroes, it. but no. I you know we get real too.
1: Um. So, I think it was uh, probably January of 2022 when it started to fray. That, well, what they did was they staged an intervention, um, and basically told me that like if I. Don't seek therapy for like that. One of them, one of the people I was working with, literally was sending me PDFs of narcissistic personality disorder and essentially diagnosing me with NPD. Oh wow, which sucked. Um, but That's like, a horrible feeling. Well, and, and when, <laughs> come when on, the, man. When your three creative collaborators who you've worked with very closely uh, are all kind of unifying, you start to believe it. And they basically said, if I if I want to continue to be a part of this, then I need to seek therapy. And so I did. A healthy thing to do for anybody. It's healthy, but it's also, I feel you like... Were, you, you had no choice. Being it coerced like. into therapy is the worst way to go. Yeah, you, and,
0: it feels like the choice immediately is taken from you.
1: Right. Well, and, and I think even in the RFT article, the, the, Hank yeah. mentions how it seems like I, I was just humoring them. Right, yep. I f- freaking was, you yep. know what I mean? Like, I didn't feel like I needed it. I didn't feel like I needed therapy. I felt like maybe we all needed to have, like, a, a group conversation or, or have a mediator or something, but I didn't feel like the problems were really stemming from me being messed up. Uh-huh. Um, in a sense, there's some truth to it because I realized that I created these expectations. I created the relationships in this dimension, but, like, um, but I, I went. I went to therapy for, uh, I went, like, for weekly sessions for, like, th- three or four months. And my therapist was like, you, I can't, I can't, I can't diagnose you with that. Um, And so eventually we had another meeting and I mentioned that. And, you know, I was met with this sense of like, uh, (laughs) I I vividly remember the, the guy who was sending me the PDFs was like, I have concerns about the quality of the therapy you're receiving. Oh, boy. Which sucked. This is, like, know? real hard. And, like, what is this board of, you know? But. Like, there's nothing. There's At that point, yeah. like, me defending myself once you've labeled me a narcissist looks like narcissism. You yeah. can't see if you have put me in that category. That's what sucks about it. And that's why I, I like, cringe when I see and anybody labeling anybody that. I yep. cringe because it destroys. Any labels. Any
0: labels. Happens all the time in workplaces. It does. And, and,
1: and you know, like... It is what it is, and and on some level I try not to take it too personally because, again, I created these expectations, and then I started to violate those expectations because I started to put down, a, put down some boundaries around, like, a creative idea, and um, I, I just started to be less yielding uh, in general, and, I, you know, this just seems like a pretty common archetype. People will talk about, like, when you start to grow and change as a person, a lot of the relationships that you created when you were a younger version of yourself – Will no longer be sustainable because they were built based on this version of yourself that is no longer here.
0: Doesn't exist anymore. Uh-huh. You, you change, and I mean, man.
1: Ton- and those people will usually see it at, in a hostile light. They'll be like, "What is wrong? What is happening to you?" Mm. And so that's you know, that, so it so it all you, came to a head, yep. and I basically I took less than I probably deserved. I walked away. Um, rather than them buying me out by giving me money, um, they bought me out by forgiving the debt that ha- I that um, my other company, the company behind AnthroMancer, the board game that we'll talk about in a minute. Oh yeah, had incurred through development. So AnthroMancer um, had borrowed like twenty one thousand dollars from Dancakes before the other artists were a part of it. Sure, but that we kept track of that, of course. And a part of the deal of me signing my stake away from Dancakes was that that debt would be wiped away.
0: Okay. and okay,
1: so I, w- I didn't get nothing.
0: No, you guys made it wheeled and dealed and it made it like you know like let's find a common ground here. Yeah. Uh-huh. right.
1: And, um, and I signed the paperwork and then I was kind of unemployed for the first time in quite a long time. Yeah. Um, and over the next couple of months, uh, a couple of people like people I, the, one of the things that I learned when I was kicked out of the company is that like I'm the brand. And I didn't. I don't think. I still don't think they realize that. Yeah. Well, uh, it's
0: called again. It's called Dan Cakes, and I they just, still haven't changed so, the
1: name. No. They never made a post announcing my departure. And
0: they're still like an active company. They're they they active. have they have multiple artists, and you know you you book them to come do some some shows. They do. They got they got like a thing running, and it's called Dan Cakes.
1: Right. Okay. Right. It's just um, weird, right? You're
0: Dan. <laughs> I mean, it's very can, weird. Like you, you, you don't have to like fake or like make up why that's strange, right? <laughs> like, yeah.
1: But given the way that things happened and the way that right. they perceive me. Yeah, I can understand why they would like, they're in a, I feel like me leaving, just the way it went down, I don't think they really thought it all through Yeah, um, all the way or Well and like, it's
0: also, I don't know, part of me hopes I don't know, maybe you're looking over there and you're like, it's a legacy thing too, you know, even if like the deal broke and you're like, I didn't get exactly what I wanted out of this, they're on their own doing their thing, yeah. and in a certain light, I'm just looking at you as like an entrepreneur like you yeah. you started a business this business, you guys, the. are uh, you can call it whatever you want. You want separate ways. It's yeah. called Dan Cakes, and guess what? There's something about it that'll be. It always started with you, and it's right. And you're you're tied to it. I'm sure that they have pride themselves about that. You know what I mean? With right. every even with everything that happened, even it's like there's obviously otherwise change the name, swap it out. It, it, right. It's their prerogative. And maybe like, you guys aren't. Maybe you aren't speaking. Maybe you are. None of our business. It seems to me that maybe you guys are on better terms than anybody even realizes. And like you guys can look at each <laughs> other from across the table and maybe go. We can, we can get there, because I don't know. How are things going now? How are things going now? You said you were unemployed. What was that like? And then what happened next?
1: Um, it was really stressful. It was very, very stressful, actually, like trying to figure out, like, because, um, like, the entire time I was in Dan Cakes, I never took a salary more than, like, 2200 bucks a month. Um, and largely because we brought in all these other people. You know, we put a bunch of money into this studio space that's actually on Hank's property Mm. which was a mistake Mm. i think he felt that way too towards the end but um like there was a bunch of decisions that were made that kind of left me kind of up shit creek (laughs) after after leaving that that situation um and it was really stressful um it caused a bunch of health problems i I now Mm. have a bunch of allergies i didn't have i'm super allergic to cats Mm. like latent allergies oh you're super stressed we're gonna make you more stressed here you go man now your skin's gonna freak out whenever you're around your partner because of their cat (laughs) we got a cat upstairs you let me know if you need anything. Does your cat ever come down here? Sometimes,
0: yes. Mm, okay, but, Well, I but think I'm okay. You tell me if you got anything. We also have tissues for the giggler. He's a he's a notorious sniffler. Um, I see. I've so I can get you some tissues. It's around. Noted. It's cool, around.
1: Cool. Incredible hospitality here, I, in, uh, right? In the, in the mostly superhero studio.
0: You know, I, that's well, I'm th- You're also helping me with my list of things to ask before people come oh. over. Like we do have a cat. Like allergies. allergies. Yeah, yeah, allergies. That's, Big. That's... Um, anyway, continue. Yeah, so you're. Yeah, it's it, you're causing some stuff in your life. It's
1: instability. Oh um, man, I'm,
0: and also just sorry. Like this is like sounds like a shitty time.
1: It was really shitty. It it's was really, like a uh, shitty time. And and yeah, and coupled with the fact that like like uh, you know I, I have no idea what's gonna happen. I have to go and get another day job. Um, for the first time, I'm back in the workforce in like eight years. i I ended up being a cashier at Centine Plaza in uh, downtown Clayton. Mm-hmm. Decent gig not for me you know like, right, like yeah. i'm not i'm not made for working in a hierarchical like i want to make stuff especially after eight artist.
0: years of it oh, of like jet
1: setting around the world meeting celebrities and stuff like that it was very uh very wild and weird um it wasn't bad the people i worked with were wonderful i loved i loved the if i were a different man at a different point in my life i could have been very happy there um but i'm not that so mm-hmm. um Eventually, my fiance and I um, decided that we wanted to well, mainly the main reason I got back into Pank is when I left I didn't have any of my equipment, like, like my, my flight cases, my tools. Everything stayed with the day. I walked oh away from everything. I had nothing oh except geez. my
0: skill. Oh jeez.
1: And um, and again, like a lot of that I probably could have had more if I had been more like on top of it or more adversarial or more like, no, 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 y'all walk away. I get to keep the name. I could. I probably could have. It would have been expensive. It would have been a headache. And there's something spiritually off about that to me, like the sense of like, eh, you guys keep it. And I think there's also an intuition I had that like them keeping. You mentioned something about legacy. That like, well, if they don't change the name, right? They're they're basically advocating for me without right. realizing it.
0: Yeah, it's free. It's free marketing if nothing else. Yeah. Like even though you know, if they land, it's like it's well, it's weird, but it's it is it is you.
1: And I and I feel like if they weren't. If they were completely convicted of what they were accusing me of, then the, what they should have done is change the name immediately. Right. That it, like if, if they were like you're a narcissistic person who is like abusive and controlling and all these, then like change the name. Like why yeah. would you keep using the name if I if I it's associated with all these sorts of things and and um that's you know that's their business. You
0: mentioned it's I, a question though. It's so I think of it's what other people think of. I'm sure.
1: Yeah. Um. I don't really. I don't really talk to them. I still have, uh, I guess you could call it an amicable connection with Hank. Like we text each other every now and then. Yeah. But, um, part of my growth over the last couple of years has just been learning that like, I don't have to be friends with everybody. Like I don't have to like, it's okay for me to be like, yeah, I don't really like this anymore. I'm not going to like make an effort to maintain a friendship if if, if like for me it's about like honesty and yeah. authenticity and, finding like,
0: yourself the most and like the, yeah becoming like your best truest self
1: and being around people that actually like me for me instead yep. of expect me to be something else um right. but so my partner and I be, ma- mainly because like I-, I walk away I don't have anything except my skill and my reputation and people in my network are like insisting that I do like there's there's one gu- guy in particular his name's Javion he I went to high school with him sweet dude he had I went to Gateway Institute of Technology And they have this really fantastic robotics team that's winning competitions all the time. Um, Javion helps organize events like fundraisers and stuff for the robotics team. And they do this pancake breakfast fundraiser. And he reached out to me like, hey, man, are you free to do the fundraiser again this year? And I was like, actually, I don't have anything. So, I mean, I'd love to, but I can't. Mm. And he's like, what if we bought all your equipment for you? And so, like... Can't ignore that. Right. And that's kind of... I feel like that's the reason I got back into it is because the people who knew I did it were like, no, 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 no. We want you to do this. So, here's everything you need. Do you need anything else? And um, and so, yeah, the griddle that I currently use was actually uh, bought by JVON and the Gateway Robotics team. Um, and... Shout out those guys. Yeah, Thank for <laughs> sure, for sure. And they, like, I kept... You know, like, that's the thing. is like, at the, it had been months... Between the like, I had hadn't done pancake art for for almost a year, and that then I got back into it and and realized like okay well, yeah like this I'm still I still got it you know like like yeah. this, this the after this this big traumatic rift realizing that like oh like right I I still I don't have to stop doing like just because I'm not in this company anymore doesn't mean that I'm not me and I I don't have my story and, um,
0: and maybe like not only did I not lose everything. I maybe you know, lost nothing.
1: I don't have to. You know, I don't have to I'm, fight people for I'm, my creative ideas I'm anymore. I'm back.
0: I'm back. I'm, I'm back, <laughs> baby. Um, and and so I and, and tell and Wella, like you guys were together Wella. before all this. Yeah. when did you yeah. guys get together? Like in so, this process. So I, Wella
1: and I met. In 2020, okay, um, we had been connected. We we met online a little bit before that. A, a, a mutual friend, friend of ours. Uh, his name's TJ. He's a video game developer here in St. Louis that recently published a game on PlayStation 5 called Noor. Play with your food. Check it out. He's great. He's nice. very artsy. Anyway, TJ, goofy dude. He had this uh, this group chat on Instagram called Hellish JPEGs. It's just a bunch of like zoomer meta ironic screwed up images and stuff like that. <laughs> well, I was in there, um, we connected through that group chat. I got hired by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation to do pancake art out in Seattle, which is where Wella lived, and we just hung out while I was there. For, uh, uh, Bill Gates basically paid for our dinner. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He didn't mean I mean not personally, you know what I mean, but, but still. just like the foundation gave me a, a stipend for the hotel I was staying in and we had dinner together and Yeah, Bill um, Gates bought your dinner. <laughs> Bill Gates bought our dinner. Um, and then we uh we just, you know, we really hit it off and we, we stayed in contact for, for, we did like a long distance relationship for a while. And then um, they moved to St. Louis to, to be closer. And, wow. Oh, um, man. Well, congrats! I, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. We, we uh, they're my favorite person in the whole world. They, mm-hmm. like, after having all kinds of like relationships that I, I was definitely like when I was younger, kind of a serial monogamist and like, uh, and then like all these creative partnerships that didn't work out or go anywhere and like- so made a lot of mistakes by being way too open and then meeting well it's like oh this is what compatibility feels like this is what being with somebody who like i don't have to compromise on who i am in order to make you happy you actually like who i am and like when we do have conflict we can sort it out head on yeah. i don't I'm not, i don't have to like pull your truth out of you with like very carefully asked questions and things i can just be like what why are you acting like that you know what i mean like just and have a have an argument and, and so um so we have this great co- collaboration. We've collaborated on like on Anthromancer. They helped design some of the stuff here, and um, they're an incredibly talented graphic designer, much like your partner is as well. I understand, and I see some some consonants there. Mm-hmm. Very good at empathizing with the audience. Very good at um, they they really check me, in a lot of like I'm I'm like arrogant creatively sometimes where i'm just like whatever it's done whatever it's done right and well i'll be like slow down slow like down. enjoy consider some things here about like how how it's going to be received and like be more careful on how you how you ship and fulfill products and stuff you know like yeah. just things like that
0: v2 is okay v3 is okay yeah, I, you, yeah. you realize these things uh-huh, you just uh-huh. like think i i that's great you need that we need that uh-huh <laughs> that counterbalance it's totally
1: like, i'm i i am very impulsive, and that can be very creatively powerful, but it's you need to temper it. You need to have somebody there that's like, okay, but how do we make this look nice? Yeah,
0: and so you guys are working together.
1: <laughs> yeah, and so once uh, once I started getting the equipment bought by my old friends and stuff like that, um, Wella and I talked about how, like, yeah, we could see ourselves owning a food truck someday. Um, let's start a company together. And so that's our goal with The Joy of Pancakes. So we started The Joy of Pancakes um, that was, uh, initially the Joy of Pancakes was the name of a streaming series I did under Dan Cakes through, um, during the, the pandemic because it yeah. fell off. Yeah. Um, the Joy of Pancakes was actually a source of, of creative conflict in the previous team because, mm-hmm. because I wanted to be the host and they wanted to all host it with me. And... When I put my foot down, it became, like, one of the cracks that opened up into a bigger rift. This idea that, like, wh- what an asshole. You want to host this thing that you created? It's like, yeah, because I feel like it would be better because I'm faster. and better with the audience. All these sorts of reasons. Anyway. There can be
0: another channel, too, and another. Exactly. You know? <laughs> so,
1: but I held on to this thing because it had been something I wanted to do for, like, from probably the first year of PankyGuard, like, the idea of—I was very inspired by Bob Ross. Um, it's an homage. It's The name is an homage to Bob Ross, and it's also kind of an homage to the joy of cooking, mm. which is like a very famous cookbook. Just the joy of pancakes felt like a good combination of joyful art and food. Yeah, and um, great.
0: I love it. Great name.
1: Yeah, and, and we we decided to incorporate. We, we got our business license and all that stuff together, and we our long-term goal, like I said, is to do a food truck, to do a pancake art-themed food truck. And we actually have a Kickstarter campaign that we're um we're gearing up to do it's not ready but it is you can go to kickstarter and sign up for pre-launch notifications which would be fantastic we're, we're waiting for that number to get a little bit higher before we decide to launch probably next year is when we're going to do it just because we're trying to like make sure everything is um i want i want this campaign to be successful Sure, yeah,
0: and we got links to this in our uh, episode description today. Uh, you got your your Kickstarter here for the food truck. I mean, food trucks are awesome. You, yeah. I mean, let's let's. This is a great segue into us meeting you as the Joy of Pancakes. Yeah, kind of started it off full circle. Um, we got the pancake here in the studio. That's right. I mean, Wella uh, was sitting next to us at the bar. I think we were literally eating, which I think I. Yeah. love. It's like a true like commune like system, like uh-huh. where it's like Carrie was sitting next to Wella, we're eating. I had a sticker out. I asked about your channel, caught my eye. You've got at eat. Crow, shout out Eat Crow. Uh huh,
1: they're fantastic. And
0: soulard you're sitting there making the pancakes live. You're up on the screen. Um, people can see right there on the griddle. And you guys offered to make our our logo in the form of one of your pancakes. It, uh-huh. it came out awesome. We put it in the epoxy. Um, and now so. You guys do your streaming and your meetups at Eat Crow. That's every Saturday.
1: Every Saturday. Uh, not this Saturday. We're actually going to be out of town this Saturday. But, uh, well, but usually. Guess, yeah, usually yeah, Saturdays. Usually, and you usually, guys post?
0: You guys post on your
1: yeah, Instagram we, we and post, everything? Instagram's our main one. Okay. We um, posted on TikTok for a while, and then, like, it just it wasn't – it was a, it was an extra hassle that wasn't giving us a lot of feedback, and also the app blitzed out on my phone. So um, most of our stuff's posted on Instagram and Facebook. Um, we – Yeah, every every Saturday from eleven to three as part of their metal brunch, Eat Crow. Actually, I'm incredibly grateful to Eat Crow because they were the there are like our first event was Eat Crow. Our first event as the Joy of Pancakes was Eat Crow, and um, they pay us every week to be there and perform and entertain folks. And it's a chill environment, and they have a huge projector screen, which makes it like it really incentivizes slower, more impressive pancake art. Mm -hmm. Um, And because we've been we've been um, doing slower more impressive pieces it has been like really really good for us as a small business in fact the the first image on our that you can see right there the starry night one yeah that one was it took me maybe 10 minutes to make this pancake and the content is just a video of the mm. flip and well I kind of posted it because I was sick that morning and we missed an event and they were like let me just post something uh and they threw this up there and um that video got like 13 million views. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, yeah. It's and, and I mean, rightfully
0: so, honestly. I mean, geez. I mean, look at this starry night. I mean, you you really have it, bro. I mean, really just you really have the hand, the art like Thank it's, you. it's it's in you, it comes out. Unbelievable. I mean, we haven't even even like just said like
1: obviously the cool factor here is off the charts. Uh-huh. I I was I was very um I was very pleasantly surprised. It was very it was also very like we gained like, just from that video alone, we probably gained 20,000 followers.
0: Oh my God. And, so you're, you're still now just rising, going up. You, right. It's, you guys that, are riding this. You're doing uh, the shows at Eat Crow. What else are you doing through Joy of Pancakes?
1: Well, we do parties. Okay. Um, We do parties and special events. That's sort of always been the thing. Um, But probably our main source of income right now is preservations, which is great. It's great. Right. And that's a big part of what, one of the reasons I'm so excited to work with Wella, because again, Wella is a careful craftsperson. Mm. Wella cares about curating the the final result. And, and they have like they are so incredibly gifted at the preservation process itself Which as you've probably seen, it's tricky. It can be tricky. Well,
0: all of a sudden, I'm feeling like I stepped on your guys' toes. By no, not at all. I'm like, we dropped it into it. We very carefully, by the way, because we looked up videos on epoxy, Uh (laughs) and it can be dangerous if you don't like. It can be dangerous. It has fumes. Um, and we we got the we got the real masks, the the respirators, and did it outside. (laughs) Good call. (laughs) And it was it was an experience for us. Is what you know. We love this stuff too. But you guys, you're all about using. Getting it down, like you, what, you use what Mod use modge You have a whole system. Right, you have yeah. a whole system for preserving these things once you make them. Because, guys, I mean, if you're seeing it on the screen, and surely while you're sitting here listening, you've already gone to the joy of pancakes. These are really pristine, and maybe what's the ratio from eating it to
1: saving it? That's a great. I don't actually have a hard number on that, but Roughly, I would say you see. probably more than half get saved. Yes, um, I figured not that many. Like of those, maybe like ten percent pay us to preserve it we usually at a live event if we make a pancake you can't bring yourself to eat we will preserve it and ship it to you for a hundred dollars there you go more than fair
0: um, more than fair guys this is a great price to get this thing that could like be in your house i mean yeah. it's a keepsake it's like a really special and it's always like custom to the person yeah. you know well and,
1: and we also put out instructions for how to do it yourself yes yeah, all that out thing. in your
0: table like we, we referred back to that like when we were doing sure. it ourselves it was super helpful so you can do it yourself yeah um, all right so then you're doing the food truck campaign trying
1: to get a food truck going yeah
0: uh, people, people can book you they can
1: book us they can and, and like commissions they make great gifts the joy of it's in our episode that's right and um and yeah i mean honestly the two things that i'm most excited about is part of the reason that we haven't launched the kickstarter yet is because we wanted to make sure that our preservation process was ironclad because mm-hmm. that's going to be a huge part of the rewards is like you want to help us do a kickstarter for a food truck well, you know, give us a hundred bucks and we'll make a pancake of your cat or whatever and preserve it and ship it to you. And that's how we're going to fundraise the money. And so we wanted to make sure that we had that process figured out. And like like I said, Wella has, has like th- that is so amazing. They've managed to cut down on our resin use. Like they've managed to like make the pancakes. So- I, I can't even I, I'm so grateful that they are who they are because of this knack for working with their hands. It's yeah. amazing
0: stuff. You guys sound like an, an awesome couple, and it's very inspiring. We like each other a lot. You like each other, and it's going well. Alright, man. Before we potentially take a break and move into
1: anthro an- <laughs> mancy Panthromancer, yeah. I know, right? The Doctor P's and Dr. the a- pancake manthromancer.
0: Anthromancer. Anthromancer, that's right. And also a big event coming up, big musical event coming up. That's right. Anything else, Joy of Pancakes World, that you want to share? Uh, anything else? I want to say also thanks for sharing the whole story. Of course. The, the backstory of your history. I know like it's like any real history. It's a real story with the yeah. bumps and the ups and the downs. and the, the the good stuff, the heartache, the excitement. So really appreciate you sharing it. Of course. It. Anything else, Joy of Pancakes, you want to be plugging before we maybe take Take a quick break and move into some other stuff.
1: Yeah, I think the only thing on Joy Pancakes is just the, the thing I want more than anything right now is to get people to sign up for the pre-launch notifications for the food truck because the more people are signed up for those notifications, the more we will raise on day one. And the more we raise on day one, the more likely it is that Kickstarter will put our campaign on the homepage, which means there's a much higher chance of funding. That's it. So, that's your
0: number one. If number you, one this thing is, is how people can help. Get involved. This will get you guys mobile. Like like you'll go from being mobile and booked to like super mobile doing the only like doing stuff that you want more events.
1: Exactly. um, More fun Being able to travel to places and show up at like the park or show up at your house with our entire pancake machine, you know? And and like we want to do like diner food and all that kind of stuff with it. So like it's going to be this whole thing.
0: Nice. All right, man. All right. Well, thank you, Dan. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, get ready for games and music and more. We'll be right back. We are back from the break. Welcome here in St. Louis, Missouri, in the studio, talking with Daniel Drake, and all the fun stuff you have going on. You are yep. a, you're a creator. Is, is a great title for you because you're creating all sorts of things. Compulsive, very fun though. I mean, it's like your stuff combines a lot of the stuff that we love on this show. This is one of those times that I wish Scotty Scoop was here. He's one of our resident co hosts for a few years, and uh, he, he would he would be you mentioned
1: he, him that he's into
0: games and stuff. Absolutely. Dive right in, man. Tell us about Anthromancer. You can follow these guys on Instagram Anthromancy. This is an award winning card game. Oracle System, mm-hmm. Rock Band, Hyper Pop, E Metal Stream, like mixing in. This is a music genre where the music mixes with the game in mm-hmm. a way. Mm hmm. You have the stage sir. Tell us about Anthromancer, uh, how it started, what it is, where it's at, and what and you brought you brought the game.
1: Yeah, and this is for you. This is for you to This keep. is a gift. Yeah, this is oh, a gift. Oh, thank you. Thank you. We'll, we'll give it up for gifts. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. We love gifts. Um, and if you have a Sharpie, I can sign it for you. Um, yes, but we'll yep. do that later. We um, will. We will. So, uh Anthromancer, how the hell this happened. So, um when people ask me, so first off, what Anthromancer is is um it is a it's a game but it is also my band. That's probably the easiest way to describe it where people are like, oh, okay. Um, And in a lot of ways, the game acts as kind of a concept album.
0: Um, Very cool. We love concept albums. I don't know if you're a fan of Coheed and Cambria or follow any of the work they I'm do. I'm not
1: as as familiar with them. but, they have but a, everything I've heard has been good. Epic,
0: uh, like Star Wars yeah, soap opera yeah, yeah, type. Like yeah, 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 yeah. a lot of the novels, have... the art, yeah, all okay. of it. People
1: have people have have mentioned Coheed and Cambria to me because of this. You and know, me, they've... it's one of those
0: times where I probably said the most low hanging fruit thing yeah. out there. That like that's what I think of as soon as you said like music game collaboration. That's what yeah. they relate for me. But Totally different kind of setup
1: here. Well, yeah, tell so, us about it. So, um, if you, probably the easiest way for me to explain quickly how it all links together, um, the way we'll pitch Anthromancer is: it's a game, it's an oracle, it's an album, it's a myth. That's what that's what was was our tagline on the Kickstarter. And with those four words to explain how they all link together, if you're at all familiar with tarot, if you're not, I can give your audience a little primer. Tarot Please, yes, is. Do it. Um, it's it's a, a tarot deck, is a deck of cards, similar in some ways to playing cards. Um, in fact, they have a common ancestor, which is a part of how this thing happened, um, and I'll touch on that in a second, but... It, tarot has five suits instead of four suits. And the fifth suit is this extra special suit called the Major Arcana. And the Major Arcana all have these fancy Roman numerals and titles, and if you have exposed yourself to pop culture over the years, you have probably seen these cards show up. Uh, like the Dark Tower makes use of the oh, tower yeah, card. yeah, the best. Um, the uh, Death comes up a lot. Um, the World, there's the the Star. There's all these tarot cards that have become these sort of cards uh, tropes that end up showing being like a, a plot device in, in movies or films or something like totally. that.
0: totally I was thinking I see this in movies and films yeah. I've been a part of me one or two tarot card readings sure so there you go
1: uh, and and so what a tarot deck is is it's an Oracle system, which is to say that what people will do ever since probably like the the Enlightenment is when this started. Like, tarot started as a card game played in re, like Renaissance Italy, at least as far nobody knows where it actually originated from, but that's earliest historical accounts. And, uh, but then at some point, somebody decided to come along and imbue all this extra spiritual meaning into it and use it to tell fortunes, you right? Know, like, shuffle okay. the deck, put cards out, and if a certain combination of cards comes out, well, this means. Something. What, what's that say about your father? Right. Um, it means something to you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um and uh so that fifth suit, Roman numerals and titles, um, Anthromancer has its own thing like that going on. It has a, a deck of cards. They're square, and they are um it's there are four main suits based very similarly on traditional playing card suits. So there's two through ten and then Jack Queen King Ace. Um and but then there's a fifth suit and the fifth suit has Roman numerals and titles. Now, these are not the same as a deck of tarot cards, it's an original system, mm-hmm. um, but the concept is the same. That fifth suit, the Roman numerals and titles, is the track list of our debut album. Okay, So each wow. of the individual major arcana corresponds directly to a song on the album. Um, and so each of those cards in traditional tarot, they have a meaning. They have, like, a like this card archetypally represents transformation, or this card represents union with a lover, or this card... You know, just kind of universal human experiences. That's how an oracle system works, is it's just like... It's vague but specific. It's specifically vague, and that's how everybody can draw their own meaning from it. Is it's like, oh, we all have experiences of death and trauma in our lives, so that's what that card means for it's me. Themes.
0: It's <laughs> themes, yeah, themes, yeah, themes, and you're tying it to the music that you and you, that you're producing. That's right. Actual music. You have these albums, and they're they're t- pairing right with the game. I mean, that's right. just like one to one. I've even got to think I pull a couple of your albums uh, pulled up. Uh, you know is it the hymnal The
1: hymnal is the one that goes with the the, the game. Great. There is another album on the, out there called uh, Absinthe and Honey which is really just like a, a an album. That's just like I made an album of music and a lot actually Absinthe and Honey is a lot of like the experiences I talked about with all that change in my life that we talked about before. Right. A lot of those themes inspired the songs on Absinthe and Honey. And, but...
0: pe- and people can get your music everywhere, right? That's These right. albums it's we're all... saying they're they're ubiquitous. You can get them on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever. Yes.
1: And if we also put all of uh, something that is kind of a kind of a best kept secret kind of thing. All the assets, all the assets, the game, the cards, the booklets, the music, there's some extra experience like a .exe we had created like a video game interactive thing all that is for free on anthromancer.com. Oh wow. If you go to the Great. website and scroll yes. to the top of the homepage, It says free at bonus free bonus assets. That takes you to a Google Drive folder. You can you if you want to, you can download and print out the game. That's I don't really care. cool.
0: That's that's like it's almost like open source. You're letting people get uh, th- yeah. access to the cool stuff including the music. Yeah, yeah that's anthromancer.com. I love your what your tagline is here. I think it, you guys <laughs> you guys kind of rounded it out. It's deep. Not hard, right? Yeah, like you yeah. start talking about the rules and, and the suits. If you're new to it, right? Like it's it's the same. Everyone's been in this situation where you're playing a new game and someone's explaining the rules, and you're like, "This is just, it's going to take me a minute." That's how I feel. I feel like it's one of those things where you like just open it up. Do you have like good good instructions inside? Right? Absolutely. Is that like some, um, something? Well, that and actually,
1: I, that picture you can see everything that's in the box on that table. There. Oh, this is great. Part this is of it. the reason that we ended up using the "It's deep, not hard" tagline is because you see that white book on the left in the back. Yeah. That's 190 pages, and it's hardback. Okay. And so people will see that, and they will immediately get intimidated. Yeah,
0: and it's called Codex. It's like, okay. uh, Codex. Oh, Codex. I was like, what are we looking at? You know, it it could be intimidating, but.
1: Yeah, um. It's uh, it's is it the, dense?
0: Is it like a dense The
1: reason that it well, people will assume like, usually, the reaction I get is people will be like, I don't want to play d or or you know, I, I'll show it to them and they'll be like, Oh, I've got a cousin who plays d you know, like it's just <laughs> and, and I like, told you Scotty
0: Scoop would like this, he's a D&D campaigner, sure, of sure. course. So, you know, and, like it's like again, for for me, on the outside, the low hanging fruit for you, you're like, Oh, it's different, right? It's well, probably and different,
1: that's, and that's kind of what I'm trying to get at is that when you see that book, it makes sense to ass- you, it's, it's that combined with there's a D12. Yeah. And that combined with the the book and the D12 makes people think, "Oh, D&D." It makes people think this is And th- and the reason I push back against it is you just should. because D&D is a tall order for yeah. in order to get into D&D you have to open some tomes and create characters, and it is it is a lifestyle in a lot of ways. Okay. And this game is not meant to be that. It's supposed to be something you can casually take out at a cafe and enjoy, like a game of chess, oh, you like can a play game of
0: poker, a social game. You could play it at home with people. You can play it's, it out and
1: about. It's very portable. It's very and and the game itself doesn't take it does not take that long to learn. What's the can, What's
0: the average gameplay length? Depending
1: on how many players are playing and how what their skill level is, it's usually between thirty minutes to an hour and a half.
0: Oh, that's great!
1: Yeah, it's a very sort of like if you're going to when we play it out, we usually play two or three games in a night at least. Nice. Um, and I find that two-player games go a little faster because you have fewer fewer people waiting to like think through their turns and stuff. But that's it's also very dynamic and flexible. Like there, you can play two players, you can play three players, you can play four players. Yep. There's a solitaire. There's um, oh there's wow d- you can do two you versus play on two. Your own. You play on your own. You can, yeah. you can totally play on your own. And
0: uh, it's uh, you said it's award-winning. We'll, we'll award winning. What awards you guys? What, what's happening out there? Well,
1: we we technically we've been awarded two things. Um, there was a, a there's a con that they do um, in the summertime here in St. Louis called Pixel Pop, and Pixel Pop is like an indie game dev convention and uh the first year that we demonstrate the demoed anthromancer we won best in show for tabletop game oh nice congrats Um, yeah we'll do that absolutely we haven't had a lot of opportunities to go and do um like a lot of the bigger cons are very competitive for getting booth space and with everything else i'm doing it's hard to like prioritize like you know executing on landing something like that so that's our only real accolade from a convention but the other thing we've been awarded is we've been awarded a patent So we have a patented mechanic in the game. All right, this seems really important. It is, well, and it's something I'm really, really proud of. Um, It's um, So I'm not sure if you can see it on that image, but the actual cards themselves, they're square, Mm -hmm. and they have dots on their edges. Mm -hmm. And um, then every edge, like each card has a black line on one of those edges. Mm -hmm. That black line is the patented mechanic. It's called the orientation line. Mm. And it points towards, so it's a, it's a square five-by-five five grid. Yep. You, each player starts at, they have a house that's in the center space of each edge. Uh-huh. You, when you are sitting at one edge of the board, that is your edge, and so your cards will always be oriented towards that edge. So that way we can all draw from this it's a, it's the, yeah. the 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 uh, the it does necessity what it says. the necessity of the mechanism was if you're all drawing from the same deck of cards but you have four players how do you know who's or whose in a geometric strategy game it's yeah, right. the orientation of the card happily and this was it was an accident like i didn't intention i didn't I was, i'm going to invent something i i i stumbled upon it because um i just needed to find a way to make the cards you know know who controlled it but in doing that it also makes it so that whoever controls it makes it a functionally different piece Mm. because the edge values are different based on who controls the card. Okay. And so one of the main mechanics... The game is called Mercenarium. Yeah, so... There's tiers here, right? So okay. Anthro Answer is a game. It's an oracle system. is the game. Okay. It's, it's, it's a game, an oracle system, and an album. Okay. The game is Mercenarium. The oracle system is Dragon Fruit. Okay. The album is the hymnal. All right. So Anthro is the umbrella. Okay. It's part of what makes it hard to market is like it's it's this weird thing I well, can't compare I'll, it to. I'll give you some help, man. Everything uh, you
0: need is in the box. Like, That's right. Yeah. You know, right. And if you're willing, like I think like you don't have to, uh, first of all, I think with this audience, you don't have to oversell it. Sure. Like, you can truly just be, like, I, like I've like. i already got, like, the gist. I, I'd be like, this is one of those things where I don't know if I'll personally get into this or not, but I know ten people that will. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, For being sure. totally candid, where I'd be like, and also, being a fan of puzzles, uh, I feel like this is adjacent to any kind of puzzle, which a, uh-huh. video, a, a board game it, it always becomes a puzzle anyway. Well, and like, there... what are the instructions? What are the pieces? What's there the is flow? A... We're living in our own universe when we play a, a, a game. Yeah. This is what you've created. Yeah,
1: right. yeah. I've created this, like, it's supposed to be this immersive experience. Immersive. That gives you the freedom to go into it whatever angle you want to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was a big thing for me developing it is that, like, um, the, uh, oh, right. So, so I, there was a tangent. Um, so Mercenarium is the game. I just wanted to, finish, right. like, one of the key, com- key parts of this game is that uh, court cards, jacks, queens, kings, and aces are mercenaries. And so, if you've earned a capture by capturing somebody's piece, you can spend it. You mm. flip it face down to spend it. And uh, you can pivot somebody else's card into your orientation. I like it. And so it's it's really like once you actually play it, it's like oh that's cool. Yeah. Like it it really uh, you can, it can really feel changes it. It's, it's that moment in Monopoly whenever
0: like you figured out the railroads for the first time, and oh that means this when yeah, all four yeah, things yeah, are yeah. combined. Yeah. It's this, or like now I have yours. That feeling, exactly. right? A little bit. It's, it's, this fair, is it's, great, man. People can get into this.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and I think just in, like, in, like, a, like, high level, uh, analysis of the game, my experience of playing with people in public, what I love, I feel like I really like, like I like bottled lightning a little bit. Like, it is. It's very chess-like, mm-hmm. and I, but emphasis on the chess-like because if it, it, it's geometric strategy, you have to sit there and think through the next two or three turns sometimes. But because it is built around a deck, a randomly shuffled deck of playing cards, because you can have up to four players, and because so those uh, those major arcana cards in the card game actually work more like spells in Magic the Gathering. They okay. completely change the flow of the game based, oh, I got Arcanum so I can blow up half the board. Oh, I got Visionaire so I can teleport behind you. These sorts of things that nobody has any real control over who has which hymns. Okay. Whereas in a game like chess, it's it's quote-unquote solvable, right? Like you can look at the board and you can look at the permutations and that's why a computer could beat uh, uh, the champion in, in the 80s. It's because like, there's only, it's deductive. Sure. But this game has so much randomness that even me being the most veteran player in the world, I lose all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's satisfying because I made it and I know somebody's having fun. But it's also I think what I love so much about it is that like it's still scratching that chess itch, that competitive, strategic, I'm rewarded for thinking clearly. Yeah. But the randomness makes it so that new players aren't punished for not knowing. Mm-hmm. And what ends up happening is it 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 makes for this really interesting and exciting game that there is a a mastery ceiling but it also lends itself very much to social gatherings right yeah that's what it feels like we're gonna get together and hang out and because if i lose i don't have to take it too seriously because i can literally just chalk it up to "Ah, i got bad cards yes the Um,
0: randomness of it that there is strategy but there is enough randomness and also i'm i do jump to like sitting down and playing this game you know would be like the ultimate like intro but i love this for the folks that are listening out of state um how how do people get it you know what's your guys's mission right now with where is it like how long you guys been doing it how long have you had this this game out
1: so we funded on kickstarter we did a campaign in 2020 Mm -hmm. Uh, honestly the campaign was probably a little bit premature but i was spooked by the pandemic and thought i gotta get i gotta get the money i gotta get the money right before it all collapses
0: diversify do my stuff now let's go (laughs) buy gold (laughs)
1: Uh, and uh scary times yeah and so we, we funded it on kickstarter in 2020 and it took about a year and a half two years before we actually had physical copies shipped to the united states um we have those now um i think we could consider it formally published like i actually was fulfilling the campaign in june of last year and um and so since then, it's just been this sort of like slow build. Yeah, um, T- I, things
0: like this take time to catch. They take and... time,
1: and and I think there was a moment like I, I had a couple months of just like frustration because it didn't take off as fast as I thought it would, as as much as like I I thought. My precedent is that I've I've gone viral before, right? So right, it, it like, will again. I'll go viral again,
0: right? And, I'll just post it and it'll go viral. And I
1: do think that that potential can exist, sure. Right? It, can, I, it can. Ultimately, happen. I didn't go viral for pancakes until five, six years after I'd been doing it. So, right. so like having perspective. But. um You know, I do. It's it's. There's a lot of people who develop games and publish on through Kickstarter and stuff like that, and they just make it, they publish it, they move on. Yeah. I am not in that headspace. I want this to be everywhere. I Mm -hmm. want I like, and a lot of part of the reason we give it away for free online is because I'm not just here to make a game. I kind of want to try and like, we've got a patent on this mechanic. Yeah. I want to like make the new deck of cards. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I want to I want to like be able to. Because you can play every poker game with this deck,
0: right? It's a, yeah. I'm hearing like it's a standard deck. It's, it's, it's a deck of cards. It's it, the only difference I heard was it's square, and now it's got your patented uh, orientation mark. So. Yeah,
1: and the the pips that you would normally have, like you have a six of hearts, and it's got six hearts in the middle. Yeah. This game still has those. They're just on the edges of the cards based on a simple algorithm. Okay, so...
0: you've elevated some certain things uh, yeah. from original decks. It's, 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 it's totally breaking away from just a standard deck. It, it's, a, it's a new deck.
1: It's a new deck, but it's completely backwards compatible with all old poker games. And... Um, but with the, with the this patented mechanic that enables you to do these really exciting new strategy game and, and puzzle game things.
0: Yeah. Um, like Anthuromancer and uh, tell me the game within it again. Mercen Mercenarium. Mercenarium. These are just entry points for the to use the deck. And it's, the, gonna, it's, it's a protocol. It's going to give a, you it's a, tool. Yeah, it's a way to apply it. Just the same exactly. way as if you had a regular deck, you'd say, well, we're, we're not going to do uh, Texas Hold'em today. We're going to do five cards. Stud. That's right. Now you got a board that applies, and and you could do, like think about how different Spades is. Exactly. You know, you know I like I think people can definitely follow the logic and also being adjacent to a uh, a standard deck of uh-huh. cards which I don't even know if that's what they called the standard deck um, but being adjacent to it there's a very much uh, appealing way that this could be uh accessible like you're yeah. not you're not going to have to be like you're like oh I, I, these are going to look somewhat familiar but they're different and hopefully you're going to push this elevated experience of the cards
1: yeah that's that's like my long term for, for this thing is is and because I have that, like, there's no, all it's just time, it's just time. And so, what what I've been doing since it came out is we host a Monday night meetup at uh the at Platypus in the Grove here in St. Louis, where we just get together and we play the game. Super low key. People can show up. Um, i also do oracle readings so that's something i haven't really touched on so i mentioned that this is this is heavily inspired by tarot there's an original oracle system it is not tarot it actually is mechanically the way meanings work in this system is mechanically different than the way meanings work in tarot Mm -hmm. um it's actually if you have any like uh oracle nerds out there um probably the the there's this weird ancient chinese book called the i ching or the book of changes if you've ever seen like the Korean flag, they've got these like black bars around these patterns of black bars around the edges of the 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 red and, and blue circle. You know what I'm talking about? I
0: don't, but we have a computer.
1: Yeah, if you pull it up, you'll see it. The these symbols are um, the Korean flag. Yeah, the Korean flag has the has the symbols on it. Yeah, so you see those black bars around the edges? Yeah. Those are called trigrams. Okay. They are a part of this ancient symbol system um, that is associated with uh, like Taoism. Uh huh. And I could. I mean, you know, I don't want to. No, you could rabbit
0: hole all day, but I, we're following you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um. So the I Ching uses these symbols to create these things called hexagrams. Basically, each one of these oh. is tied to like a concept, like a like a physical concept, like fire or wood. But then also like a family concept, like the father or the mother. the The lines themselves yeah. are either broken or solid. Yep. The broken lines are feminine. The solid ones are masculine. So I it's, see. It's yin and yang. And, and there's only so, so many variations of this, these three bars essentially. Yeah. There's actually there's eight combinations of the three bars, and there are 64 combinations of of six bars. I understand. Okay. Um. And anyway, it's this really beautiful system. I fell deeply in love with it. One of the main things that's different about that system versus tarot, they're they're all oracle systems, right? So you can, like, randomly generate a symbol and use that to tell a story about your life to, like, consult or, or gain insight or think about your problems from a different angle. That's the cool thing about tarot and astrology. It's like the it's a, this artistic creative process that lets you have different perspective and it's beautiful and it's a completely different way to use a random systems, a random system of symbols than a card game, right? Mm-hmm. Like a card game is this one experience and then an oracle system uses the same tools in a totally different dimension. Um, and the thing that Cheng did that, that I really borrowed from is it does the, it's called the book of changes those part of the way that system works is like the lines will change based on the numbers you roll and you get this really elaborate dynamic reading from a very simple set of rolls the same thing kind of happens in here where where a card shows up on the board will change what it means and um but it's also presented in a way that it, it you know if you've n- if you have no context for what I'm talking about it probably sounds more complicated than it actually well, is Well this is how
0: it always is on this show. Uh you're talking to me but you're talking to a lot of people yeah and I'm, yeah. And, and they're worldwide too. So you're talking to some folks that know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. You're teaching me personally. You're opening my mind and eye into this world. Yeah. Things that I've been adjacent to like Horoscopes and tarot, yeah. and and oracles, you know, things that I've seen, probably mostly in TV and film. But you're bringing it all home, and you're talking about cards, like yeah, talk, and like you talk, you're talking to folks that are. Uh, I hear, I love that you can do this on your own. That there's a community aspect. Um, I, I jump I do jump to getting this in people's hands. Yeah. They, they should go to the website Anthromancy. we, we
1: Anthromancer.com. It, we you can buy the game. Um you are Anthromancy on Instagram. Anthromancy is our is our handle on most other platforms. So they
0: they can get their hands on it by contacting you directly. And uh-huh. then locally you're meeting up on Monday nights where people can come play.
1: Right. And where um, was that
0: again? Let's plug it again. So
1: we've been at Platypus. Platypus. I don't um, I haven't been to Platypus. It's, Platypus is amazing. This okay. year they won RFT's like best bar in the city nice Cole, Okay. so they're awesome problem is we are outgrowing platypus so actually the monday is going to be our last time there october oh. 30th is where we're moving to our new venue the right. crack fox downtown st louis is opening they haven't been open on mondays they're opening for us just to host us and this is your band well, okay, Is this the so, tie-in?
0: Is this the tie-in so, right here? Are we ready to tie it in? Well, Are, uh, well, don't, well We can pump the
1: brakes. We'll pump the brakes a little bit. So the Monday Night Mercenarium thing is basically how I've been marketing it locally. Got and it. then also I am one of the the uh, Oracle readers, the fortune tellers, at the Fortune Teller Bar, which is this awesome spot over on Cherokee Street here in St. Louis. Wednesday nights, I'm their in-house reader, and then I pick up Saturdays from time to time. So if you came to the Fortune Teller Bar on a Wednesday evening, I will be there doing readings with Anthromancer. Boom, plugged. Um, And... I've found I've actually found that the fortune telling is probably helping me market the game to new people better than the card game. Yeah, because a lot of the times the people that come to the card game event already have some context, but the people who go to the fortune teller they're they're going for a fortune telling, and then this Willy Wonka ass guy uh, gives them a reading with a system they've never seen, and then at the end of the reading, I'm like, also, oh, I made this. Yeah, talk and, to
0: talk to people that are like, oh, I might go to the fortune teller bar on Wednesday night. Like, what what am I going for? What do I expect?
1: So, fortune teller is. It's an awesome bar like they' they recently remodeled and so it's really really good vibes good space good energy um, it's cozy. Um, there's also there's this this uh, this really fantastic like it's one of those uh, I don't know if the word is ghost kitchens or not but they have a, a separate business operating a food service establishment in their bar okay um, called fourth city barbecue so they've got like really amazing barbecue now and the people who run it um, Greg and Erica they are some of the sweetest people and uh, so you go to the fortune teller bar and you can for-
0: eat you can drink and just hang you out eat, you
1: can drink you just hang out but then part of the fortune teller's gimmick is that they 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 always have a fortune teller on site there to do readings for people um it's actually my main source of income right now which is wild That's i never great. thought i'm a, I'm a congrats I'm a full-time fortune teller part-time pancake artist like it's absurd i love it though <laughs> you're like you're like
0: a khaleesi mother of dragons you know that title's just running on
1: um and and so people will come in and because it's the fortune teller bar and it has this reputation people will seek it out for a reading okay and then i'm there and i have the opportunity to talk about my game if they if they really usually people like their reading and you know?
0: you, well and you use the reading as the entry point yeah yeah i Absolutely. sit down like and this I... is like a, this is one entry point for this game this, yeah. but you know we call it the game right but you're, you're world building a little bit yeah any kind of game becomes like world building part of this world is tarot and mystical yeah. and oracles part of it's game and strategy and shuffling of uh, cards in different ways and having new ways to use cards exactly right it's a or, ma-
1: it's a mashup and it's it's really gratifying to like And you invented
0: it all, man. Impressive. Like, man, this came out of your brain, I I, guess. I keep creating these ridiculous jobs. I don't, like, I, yeah, (laughs) I'm like, I don't even know where to begin on creating something like that. But, okay, anything else with the game that we can share? Thanks for bringing this in. Of course. We'll play this. We'll try to play it with you is what I'm thinking. That's probably the ultimate experience. And maybe we could do it on the mics. Yeah, that'd be awesome. You know, we I'd got other that. games that we've thought about, like bringing in here, even like console games and stuff. So maybe we could sit here at the table and like that'd be the ultimate way for like people to really be part of the game without being part of the yeah. game. We could just talk and play.
1: Yeah, I would love that very much. All right, um, and then I guess the last thing I'll just say is that uh, the music. The the music right. is this thing that links it all together. Do it's it. it's the bridge, the major arcana of the tarot, and the power cards in the board game is the concept album for the band. Right now, the band is just, like, the music that we've got published, it's just been me in a bedroom composing on music software, and then I send my files to my friend who is a very talented engineer. It sounds great. He punches it up. I listen to a lot of it. I'm really happy with the stuff that we've been putting out. And uh, it's, so the 30th, October 30th, is uh, my first headlining performance as Anthromancer. It's at the Crack Fox. It's a Monday night, the night before Halloween, and it is a... um, it's, we're doing a launch party because we're moving our Monday night meetup to the Crack Fox, and they're opening up for us. We thought, okay, well, let's get a bunch of people together and do a bigger show just as a kickoff, just so we can raise awareness and let people know we're doing this, so that we can start having a bigger group of people coming out on a regular basis to Mondays. Because that's really what I want to do more. Yeah, I don't. And you've just already want,
0: got some. You already got this Monday night thing a going a little bit, and, 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 and the, now it's going to be this. I mean, you said it's it's almost like a festival, man. It's like you got so many yeah. people involved. We've got on the thirtieth, October thirtieth, at. At, at the Crack Fox. The Crack Fox, who's all going to be
1: there? What's going on? So, we've got we've got n- 10 bands including Anthromancer. We've got 15 vendors. We have. We're gonna have dragon fruit readings. We're gonna have um, my friend TJ, the one I mentioned who introduced me and my fiance. Mm. Um, he's actually gonna be there doing a demo of his game, the one that's just been published on PS5. Awesome! Um, Holy shit! We're we have a. We've got some fantastic talent on. We got um, Ish Ensemble, Free Foolish, uh, Didari Bionic, um, uh, Dan the Spaceman. There's a uh, Buy Her Candy. These are some of the bands that are performing. Um, then we've got some awesome vendors. We've got some folks that make candy. We've got some folks who do. Uh, um, uh, there's somebody named Sad Clown Club who like does these these awesome like trinkets and and earrings and um, decks out like accessibility and mobility devices. Um, it's 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 a lot. It's a lot. It's of It's great. This
0: is what people want, though, man. A Monday night, the night before Halloween. I mean, this is a, a kickoff. It's carrying over your Monday night traditions, but and also congratulations on headlining. You said for the first time,
1: this will be the yeah, first headliner. This will be my first headlining show. You perform um,
0: plenty, you're a, mu- you're a musician. I've
1: performed a, well. I've performed plenty. Like back before the pancake art thing happened, I played in a, in a couple of bands and like performed a lot around the city. And then like pancakes kind of whisked me away. <laughs> nice. Um, and now I'm getting back to being able to perform more regularly. I've only. played- Played probably three or four shows as Anthromancer, but I have learned that those shows, every single time I've performed, I've sold games. Mm-hmm. And so, like, trying to figure out how the hell to market this weird thing, unprecedented object, has been really tricky. And what I've realized is probably the most satisfying and organic and exciting way to do it is rather than like chasing all the normal things, rather than paying for Facebook ads that don't work because it's too dense to explain it in a Facebook ad. Yeah. Um, going around and. Being like a traveling bard is probably the best way to do it. Yeah, talking and, to
0: people, being with people, yeah. And this uh, Monday night uh, on thirty, this will be an, a great opportunity to experience the music. Yes, a bunch of other music. That's right. And well, you'll be a talking local talent. You'll talk about the game. Talk you'll,
1: about the game. There will be free play of the there'll game. Be upstairs. Uh, there'll be free play happening. There'll be yeah. And uh, well, and also we're doing a couple of deals. I want to mention before we move on. There's yeah. just we are well. First off, it's ten dollars in advance, fifteen dollars at the door. Nice. If you are a patron, an Anthromancer patron, you're on the list. You're in.
0: You don't have to pay. You can become a patron at the website.
1: If you you bring a friend, you can get a game for 50% off. There you go. If you bring three friends, we will give you a game for free. Yep. So. There you go. That being said- Bring everybody you know. Maybe Bring you can get some know. free games.
0: Yeah, you walk um, in with people, you're gonna get yeah. free stuff handed to you. If, if and a group
1: of four people comes in, we will give them a four-player card game that they will love.
0: This is awesome, man. It's one of those. I mean, for me, it's for me personally, it's one of those unique Monday night events that just could be a ton of fun. A lot of things going on. Uh, maybe some of it. You know, if I'm there, which we may be. It's going to be experiencing a lot of it for the first time. Yeah. But if we're speaking your language right now, you got to get there. Yeah, you know, if, they, if you're you're hearing tarot cards, you're hearing gameplay yeah. and music. Um, this sounds like a, a place where you want to be. It's Monday night, October thirtieth, at Crack Fox. Again, mm-hmm. another place I have not been to. Crack Fox before. It's I mean, very cool. How cool um, of a place! I mean, that you guys have been able to team up on this.
1: Yeah, uh, Carrie Harris, the owner of the Crack Fox. I did some shows with her like back in the day, and so that relationship has been intact. Crack Fox is great. It's like this nerdy goth bar. They do a lot of like um, like burlesque shows and like. But like when I, I when when the opportunity to do this event at Crack Fox came up, I was like, I think the Venn diagram between goth nerds and people who are into occult board games is a circle. So, so I think we're probably in the right place. You we're know? here. Um, after the 30th, every Monday we'll be there. So, oh, wow. And, it really and, is a kickoff. And, and so every Monday, but the Mondays afterwards are free. So, okay. like, if you come on the 30th because we're doing all this other stuff and we want to get the bands paid, there's a cover. If you come any Monday afterwards, it's free. You just show up. You can play the game. You can hang out with us. A lot of times, one thing that's a really cool side effect of, like, not only the style of game, I touched on how it's like it incentivizes communication and so it's because it's it's not too intensely competitive. Also because of the Oracle system, this is a lot of just like vulnerability, I guess. Like a lot of like people connecting as people. Like I'm more than anything, I'm most interested in building a long term sustainable community. The fact that currently we've got like between eight to sixteen people who come out every Monday without any promotion at all. They just wanna hang out with us. That's a beautiful thing. I'm trying to make that a, a slightly larger number. The Crack Fox has a lot of space. That has a lot of opportunities, and I'm really excited to see where it goes. And that's why we're putting so much energy into this show here.
0: Well, congratulations. We see all your hard work, and uh, you're doing it all yourselves, and you're making it all happen. And all the logistics alone to put over, put off an event like this and weekly events. I mean, I commend you. I commend I, you I, and Wella and whoever else is I, on I your team. I would te- like to <laughs> shout out. Do it, yeah. This Oliver, is your time,
1: Oliver Drew. Oliver Drew is uh, somebody who I've teamed up with fairly recently. Who's been coming to the Monday Night Mercenary thing almost the entire time they haven't missed a single one and they're about to graduate from webster for marketing and so this show is kind of a part of their final project nice uh which really convenient for no, me
0: well convenient but also like a real collab like with someone yes. that's in it trying yes. to help promote something to get butts in seats and like have uh, people have a good experience at the end of the day and a, but, but people know it's happening good for you guys I, for I teaming could, up uh,
1: oliver uh, Oliver Drew and a huge part of the reason that there's so many awesome names on this list is because Oliver is a networking legend. Okay. So like doing work. Doing work and they they put that they put this flyer together. They help they're helping so much and I just got to shout them out and you know like they're like I said they're about to graduate so if you need a marketing person keep them in mind
0: all a great plug i mean honestly that that goes a long way because this is the ki- type of work where it can lead to other work and i'd love to hear a college kid that's you know this could just be a, a springboard into 20 other things so good for you guys i, th- I think yeah. that's really cool um everything you've brought in today is cool man i mean you just work on a lot of cool stuff we talked joy of pancakes anthromancer uh your band the game um Anything else that we should be plugging before we start to get ready to say goodbye? I've had so much fun. This is so easy. Yeah, this has been I, awesome. You know what I mean? I hope you've had a good time. I have. But, I have indeed. Did, I usually ask, like, was there anything – I have a couple, like, other questions that I'll end with before we wrap. Sure. Um, was there anything that you wanted to share to coming in here? Like, you know, you, you anytime you come on a podcast, you might think about something that you're like, oh, I want to talk about this, and then you, you forget. Anything that you wanted yeah. to bring out? Any other shout-outs or anything we should be plugging, you know?
1: The two, the two for each of the brands, Joy Pancakes plug. I really want more people to, to f- follow us on on that Kickstarter campaign. Just again, so that so I can't emphasize enough how much because I've run successful and unsuccessful Kickstarters, and that first day's pull goes so far towards whether or not you're able to really hit your goal. I mean, a lot of other things do too, but like yeah, yeah. If that's people, where people
0: can actually help.
1: Yeah, and right, and it it doesn't right now. It doesn't require any financial commitment. It's literally just, it's just saying, a notification. Notify me on launch. Yes, that way, that more people see it, the more people that see it, the more people that back us on the first day, the better that we're going to do in the Kickstarter algorithm, the better a chance that we will fund quickly. Got it. So that's all things we really like. Okay, with Anthromancer, um, obviously I would love like the probably probably three things here, the game. Get the game. If you don't have the game, we ship anywhere. You can just go to com, buy it directly from us. If you buy it from us, it'll, if because if, um, there's other, there's like local businesses and stuff you can get it from. Like we sell it at Vintage Vinyl. We sell it at Fantasy Shop. We sell it at uh, Apotheosis. Nice. Um, Love Martin over there. And uh, if, if you get it from one of those places, that's great. Go, go pick it up. If you buy it from our website, then it'll come with, like I will fulfill it myself with a nice little handwritten card and all that kind of stuff and make it a nice little thing, something you can hold on to. Yeah. Um, you can get if you want to try it out, all the assets are downloadable. All the content is downloadable from the website. Awesome! Um, you I love can stream that. Stream all the music online. Um, we are the the thirtieth is really where I'm putting a lot of my energy right now. So if if you can't make it to the thirtieth, that's cool um tell come, somebody about it tell somebody about it and remember if you bring friends you can get the game for at a steep steep discount it's basically 25 percent off for each person you bring including yourself um and so if you bring eight people yeah two free games i don't care like i'm trying to get this game out there and and so i'm being a lot more generous with it than i was for the last year because i'm like well, these are just sitting around like let me yeah let me get yeah, this in, get, more hands get in people's hands so get that we people have, a, talking about we have it. a community of people that are like willing to come out and hang out and um, and then yeah t- to that end the last thing I would really love is if people would be willing to support us on Patreon nice um, and how have, do they do that uh, it's patreon.com slash anthromancy you can also just find it in all of our like link trees and on our website and stuff like that and um, the-, the Patreon is it's pretty simple um, I'm Basically, so we mentioned how, like, it's a game protocol. I am actively developing additional games for this. Okay, right, exactly. We talked
0: about this, right? It's one game, you know, right? right? And the
1: idea is that um, on, on Patreon, I will be putting new games up as they are, like, once they get to a point where they are testable. Patrons will be the ones who get to test them. That's
0: the first access. You're the beta tester. You're the beta you know, testers. This is, Yeah, you're paying for, you're, uh-huh. your money will get rewarded. You're going to help fund right. something, but you'll be the first to get it.
1: You'll also get behind-the-scenes content. You'll get advanced, like when we release new music, we usually post it on the Patreon first. Um, occasionally, I'll do like video essays and things like that. So all that stuff goes on the Patreon first. And uh, and if you are interested in supporting us or, or going to live shows, like my deal is if you support us on Patreon, you don't have to pay for our shows. You can just show up and your cover covered. I taken love care that.
0: Of. That's a great new unique way to get people uh, involved in your live shows in a way that allows them to connect online too. Like, we're all used to Patreon exclusive content, paying, putting money towards any creator that is doing something that brings value to my life. Yeah. Now you're just piling on the benefits. You're yeah. like, hey, you're a Patreon. You're patron, part of something. You, yeah, you're part of this so much so that you're going to walk up to a door and be like, you're on the list. Yeah. Who doesn't love a you're on the list moment?
1: It's a great feeling. It's a great Especially feeling. Especially when you like bring a date or something, it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm on the list. Oh, yeah.
0: This is going to – yeah, bring a date to this. Anybody uh-huh. – this is it, guys. You can – guys, gals, everybody. you uh-huh. Everybody can find uh, – this is going to be a, w- a great way to show off walking into a place. That's right. <laughs> Look at my taste. That's right. Yeah. Um, all right, a couple questions from our end. Go for it. We're a storytelling podcast. Thanks so much for sharing. Of course. I am really – just thanks. I mean, really. Because, like, to, to sit here and to be vulnerable and to get into everything and to kind of put your stuff out on the table, like, it, it takes courage, and it takes uh, – uh, so, you you know, to even get your thoughts together and be willing to sit down with basically a stranger. We've met a couple times now. Um, thank you so much for coming in. We are a storytelling feature podcast and we had this sec- section on our show. We used to call what you watch and we now we call it what you sharing. And it's really just anything in your life that you've experienced lately. Stuff that you're into yourself, maybe something that you've even made yourself. But typically when it comes up in, in this room, it's um, a TV show, a movie, a mm-hmm. book. A song, an album, a piece of art, something somebody said to you, a news story—interesting. Anything that stuck out to you lately that where it like made an impact, and like you usually, I say it's worth sharing. You know what yeah. I mean? It can—it's yeah. usually positive. It doesn't have to be positive, you know. And it's—it's yeah. it's just any kind of story or person that stuck out to you lately. I'm kind of ambushing you with this, so sure. you know, no, no, no. I, okay. I talk a little bit to let you think. Uh, Would love to hear you share something with us, and if it's rateable, we usually rate it right if it's something that was like published we rate it on a 4.0 scale
1: okay okay but,
0: but some things aren't rateable you know some things are just like man i heard this song yesterday yeah, yeah check it you. out
1: yeah you um, know it could be simple probably the, the thing that's coming to mind the thing that's most recent um if you're at all familiar there's a there's a show on hbo called our flag means death mm. my fiance and i um that quite a bit it's uh Taika Waititi and um, Reese Darby. Yes. Um, yes, I've seen the uh, the I have seen the previews for this. Yeah. this is it, right? Yeah, it's a it's a it's it's a it's a gay pirate romance comedy show. It's really really good. It's got it's got Mari from Flight of the Concords. Uh-huh, Murray. <laughs> uh-huh. it's, it's one of the. Um, <laughs> it's a really really well written. Um, it's really enjoyable and it's uh, it's like a lot of like. It looks hilarious. It's very very funny and very if there's a lot of heart, a lot of charm. It's also a lot of like queer representation that that's done in a very tasteful way. It's not like hokey or um it's it's nice. It's nice and and uh, my partner and I watch it pretty consistently and and you know, we're we're very um we're very enthusiastic fans of content like this. This is so. a
0: well you're in our wheelhouse at the moment. This is what we talk about most of the time, stuff like this. Our flag means death. This is on Max. Uh, how many seasons? Oh, right. Max. How many seasons are there?
1: Uh, they are in the midst of dropping two episodes every Thursday in season two.
0: In season two. And this is your moment. Rate it on a 4.00 scale. You could use two decimals if you wanted to. From zero being horrible, 4.0 <laughs> being perfect.
1: I'd say, honest, I mean, you know, okay, I'm not the. Here we I'm, go. I'm not the Yours. most. I'm not the most. Uh, I'm very. I get. Gi- I'm very giving with my ratings. I love um, it. I love. So if you love I'm it, though, I'm just gonna say four. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I could hear it. I knew before you even said anything it was gonna be a four. I could tell. Our... It was an
1: unapologetic four. I'm sorry. I'm not more picky.
0: <laughs> um. All right. So the last thing we always ask. It's. 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 You know, we're trying to bring in impressive people in here. Usually, okay. uh, mostly superheroes. It started as, uh, you know, we we talk about TV and film, but it it really is about trying to be a superhero a little bit. You know, we're all mostly superheroes to a certain extent. Heroes in general are just trying to do the right thing. Um, you know, and again, like interesting people is 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 it's cool to talk to them and hear about the process and how you get to certain parts of your career and where things go and the branches that happen. For someone that's in the thick of not knowing where they're going, maybe like a young person, mm-hmm. you know, maybe in, I say maybe a young person and even like the spiritual sense, like, I, you know, I, yeah. I, I'm 34 years old, but I'm, I'm a baby in a lot of ways mm-hmm. of, compared to the experiences I've had. And sometimes we can just feel lost. I think a lot today, the climate in the country, a lot of people feel isolated, siloed mm-hmm. and lost mm-hmm. and are just looking for any kind of guidance. Yep. like any any kind of guidance and I always try to put stakes to it so that you can frame what you would maybe say to a person like that and I usually say maybe you had two minutes to say something to him that that's all you get and you may might never ever see him again. you know what would yeah. you say to, to someone based on your walk, how it's been going your perspective on how it all is uh-huh. you know what would you say to another human mm-hmm. that asked you for your two cents because I'm asking?
1: Yeah um, well, Probably the first thing I'd say is um, faith is a is an important tool I think in surviving as a creative person under capitalism or whatever. And when I say faith, I don't necessarily mean you know go believe in a religion or something like that. I mean like faith in the um, in the sense of like uh, there's a there's a philosophy. Uh, philosophy book called fear and trembling by soren kierkegaard and he talks a lot about the concept of faith as being this like fundamentally irrational and yet immensely powerful source of motivation for people to get through things that they shouldn't be able to it's having the ability to even knowing that it doesn't make any freaking sense continue to commit to the idea that this is happening for a reason and it will get better um even if all the evidence of your eyes and ears is that it's getting worse or something like that. I mean like like ha- having the ability to um, when, when, when you're running on empty and when it feels like nothing makes any sense to just show up is better than not. Um, so having faith that, that there's a reason that, that it's worth doing. Um, and that also seems to be like, you know, like I've seen like Seth Rogen has talked about how like people like, how do do you become successful? And he's like, I don't know, man, everybody, the only time, the only consistent variable I've ever seen with people that make it is that they don't give up. And for some people it happens when they're 14. And for some people it happens when they're 70. Um, but like if you give up, it won't. And so if you have a dream, if you have something you're, you're really passionate about and you're not getting where you want to go, just keep going keep like going like on some level just keep going like it, it, as long like i guess the other thing is that like make sure you're not just doing it for the outward accolade or for the money or something like do it because you can't help yourself because it's a compulsion and that's a big part of the reason i think anthromancer is going to succeed because i can't stop working on it. <laughs> right like, you if- know something's there it's it's and even it's if, just if you like you get
0: that feeling to go down the road.
1: It's it's yeah. And I I will sometimes like because it's so it can sometimes be so overwhelming and so like frustrating to not be where you want to be with it or to not get the feedback you want or not get the response you want. I'll sometimes have those moments of of like there'll be a part of me that's like well I should just give up and it's like well what the hell does giving up look like because giving up for me is just like okay well. I'm gonna keep working on it.
0: <laughs> well, and I'll tell you what the message that comes out for me there is one that we've all heard over and over and over, and it it can become a cliche. And I'm gonna say right here on this podcast that it's not a cliche. Is is like you said, keep keep going. I I, I lost my train of thought there. It's 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 not. Uh, it really is like keep keep going. Like do it. Oh, I know what it was. Do it for yourself. Yeah. you hear that so much like it like it, it, it can be overplayed but i want like you to really hear it because like if you're doing it for yourself because you did in the first place like you did this and you got this game together in the first place because you yourself have this vision and this passion that that's that that can be enough mm-hmm. you know what i mean even if you're not making a dime on it it can be frustrating and it's like it can become i want this to to monetize i want it to we're trying to mix this in in our lives nowadays, right? To be able to be creative and to have a living, yep. it's not a small thing. Like it, it's not a small thing, but it should be something that is achievable. I think that you stay in the path and doing your thing. Like I can see your trajectories on different things, and I feel your passion. Um, so I, thanks for sharing. I think of that's a, that's a great uh tidbit on life. And uh, hopefully, listener fan, if you're out there, keep going. Don't, you know, yeah. if you got and seek your passions, don't do it for out, outside in do it for inside out like I get something out of this you're probably on to something keep going
1: and one more thing I'd like to add to that is just that um one thing I feel like I've made a lot of mistakes largely because I had no mentors in any of the things I was doing yeah I didn't have anybody in the game design world I didn't have anybody in the in the pancake well pancake like who the hell is going to be my mentor in pancakes but like just not really having a mentor in general to help me set things up better was a big I think I made a lot of mistakes I didn't need to make because I had no idea what I was doing and nobody that could guide me. So um, something I try to be fairly open with people is, like, if you feel like you're looking for mentorship in any of these capacities, I'm not saying I'm a master, but my DMs are always open. You right. can always Reach shoot me out. a message, and I am I generally, like, I get it, and it, it's a way for me to make my past suffering more meaningful is to help others maybe avoid some of it. So um
0: that's really really honest yeah hit you up hit up that we say it on our show all the time we got a phone number 754 call log you can email us at logan at mostly superheroes that's awesome like we don't like if you got something to say you're not alone yeah it's a big uh, Absolutely. I mean there's a, there's a sticker in here somewhere from our friends at team jakey mental health awareness advocates here in st louis uh you're not alone you've seen these stickers and these mm-hmm. posters everywhere we live it we breathe it um and seek mentorship I mean, that is that's something that Carrie and I have found within our our industries, our traits, our skills, the worlds that exist, design, podcasting, anything, anyone you respect see, and you feel like you need a mentor, you probably do. Yeah. You're looking for some other human that's gone through at least something similar and has maybe mastered, you know, maybe to some degree. Really cool. Your journey puts you on this level of you've got stuff to share. I think you've shared a lot here on the pod, Mm -hmm. but making yourself accessible. That's powerful. I commend you on that. Thank you. Daniel James Drake. You're a three-namer.
1: Is that right? <laughs> it's funny you say that. There was, I, I used to get into a lot of arguments on like Twitter and stuff, and probably the, the most effective way somebody once shut me down was there was like, okay, three names. Yeah, okay, Mr. Three Names. <laughs> yeah, yeah, three-namer. That's me, Daniel James Drake.
0: I love it, man. Thank you for your time. Thank you for coming to see us and sharing with us your dreams, your passions, uh, your relationship with Wella and, and everything you guys are doing. The Joy of Pancakes, Anthromancer, your big event on October 30th. The links to all this are in the episode description. Listener, when we end here, go check him out right away. Daniel, thank you again.
1: Thanks for having me, Logan.
0: Would you come back?
1: Oh, for sure. We gotta play uh we gotta play a four player game.
0: Play some game. Next time we talk, it'll probably be after the event. You could catch us uh-huh, up. Uh-huh. Um let's keep the combo going. Absolutely. Thanks again, man. For sure. Listener, fans, thanks so much for joining us on another very special episode of Mostly Superheroes. And we'll see you next time. Take it easy.